Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Physical. I'm your host, John Murray, and as I usually start with all my podcasts, if you're listening for the very first time to this podcast, I want to say thank you for doing so. Wherever, wherever you may, wherever you may be, uh, wherever country you may be from, I certainly appreciate you listening listening to me, and uh, certainly hope you come back. And for those viewers who have been with me for, for the since day one, I want to say. Thank you for doing so. And it doesn't matter again where wherever you're from or where you're listening, whatever, if it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, whatever, whatever the case might be, whoever who is listening, I want to say thank you for doing so. And please continue to come back because I'm trying to my very best to build to build myself, to build the uh try to build off of a pretty solid reputation. At least I'm born trying to get that solid reputation under my belt but if any event we need let's not waste any time let's jump right into it i guess the biggest we do have some bases to cover the biggest news of the day certainly has to be the trading of one tyreek hill kansas city traded him today to the miami dolphins in exchange for about like five draft five draft picks certainly they did trade their first round draft pick for this year now, certainly the reason this all came about is very simply put that uh, Kansas City did not want to really pay Tyreek, did not want to give him a contract extension, did not want to pay him the money in a nutshell. So this is why he was traded. Now, it was rumored that the Jets and the Dolphins both were interested in both. It was the Dolphins, I guess. I don't know what the Jets' deal was, what type of deal they put on the table, but it was Miami that did, got the better end of the deal, and they got... Tyreek Hill. Now, given Miami this, Miami has certainly gone out and they've tried to rebuild, rebuild the offense. Defensively, Miami didn't have that bad of a defense last year. They certainly had their moments where they played extremely well last year on defense. To me, that wasn't the, the problem with the offense. Offensively, it was the problem. You couldn't protect. It didn't matter if it's Tua, Jacoby Brissett. It didn't matter who, didn't matter who the quarterback was. You couldn't protect it. Well, they went out, and as of yesterday, they did sign the number one, at least in some experts' eyes, the number one free agency in football, the one Tavon Austin. Now, certainly, a nice pickup for Austin. A nice pickup for the Dolphins did an outstanding job. They've got themselves a left tackle. Then again, some people say maybe they might move into right tackle since Tua is a left-handed quarterback. They have made some money. They got what, the Connor Williams from the Dallas Cowboys. Now, Connor's not a bad player, but again, with Connor, he needs to clean up them holding calls because he had like, what, like 10, 11 holding calls last year. That's a lot of holding calls to me for any any offensive starter, and that's something he's got to clean up. But they are doing improvement on the offensive line. Now, will it be enough? I don't know. They've gone out, they've signed, they've signed a couple of running backs. They signed Chase Evans away from the Cardinals. But they did. So they're trying to do the best they can to rebuild. A lot of people are saying that the San Francisco 49ers of the AFC East are so it appears. We'll see. We'll see. Now, Tyreek Hill, you put Tyreek Hill with Jalen Waddell. Nice little one-two punch for two of the work with. I'm sure that might 
McDonald, I'm sure Mac, I'm sure he has, McDaniel, McDaniel, I should say, I'm sure that he is going to have plenty, I'm sure his playbook is going to be wide open. You can do a lot with Tyreek Hill, you can do a lot with Jalen Waddle. make no mistake about it. You have a pretty solid tight end, Mike Lecky, who some I think he might play the George Kittle role in this offense, and we all know what career George Kittle has had. So you've got some weapons to work with, certainly. The running game, they've had a couple of running backs. But we'll see. You know, we'll see. The offense, will it, the offense, yes, it will certainly show some improvement this year. There's no doubt about that. And I know, and I know there's going to be experts that are going to chime in. A lot of experts are going to say, well, wait a minute. The Miami Dolphins should be the favorite to win the AFC, AFC East, right? Other than the New York Jets, everybody else from the Patriots to the Bills to the Dolphins all could have a, a claim to it. But to me, to me, as of right now, unless my thought process changes as as preseason, excuse me, as the offseason continues, more free agents could be signed, more trades might be made for all we know. Um, I still have to go to the Buffalo Bills. If you want to break it down between Miami and Buffalo, if you want to break it down a little bit, let's let's break it down in that regard. Certainly both of them have defense, I would say, is about similar, about the same. If you want to go offensive line, I would still do the Buffalo Bills, just the tiniest of edge. The running game, well, the running game, neither team's running game really likes to roll on fire. Now you've got Tyreek Hill, you've got Jalen Waddle. That kind of makes things a little bit interesting. Buffalo, yes, it still has Stephon Diggs. They did sign Jamison Crowder as of yesterday, and Jamison Crowder is a excellent replacement for uh, Cole Beasley. You're not you're not going to lose anything. Now Gabriel Davis lit it up in the playoffs against the Chiefs, but the question mark is: Do they add another receiver via free agency, or do they add it via the draft? I know there was a one-time buzz going around about maybe them signing Jarvis Landry. Now, that would be an interesting. Again, I think it wouldn't be a bad fit. Can you imagine you had Davis, Landry, Crowder, and Gabriel Davis? Another signing Buffalo did today. They, no, excuse me, yesterday signed Duke Johnson. Duke Johnson, an unsung pickup, I believe. He'll be an excellent third down back. I know that J.D. had left. I thought they had signed him. He went back to Washington, but I think Duke Johnson is an excellent, an excellent pickup, excellent pickup for them. Is an unsung pickup. I think he'll do, he'll do a nice, he'll be a nice fit, a nice guy that Josh Allen can go has out of the backfield. And you can go on and on, but the one spot, but the one spot that Buffalo has him over is quarterback. I will take me Josh Allen. Over Tua any day of the week, any time of the day. For the simple fact is this: what has Tua done for the Miami Dolphins? He hasn't done anything yet. But you take a look at Josh Allen. Josh Allen's gotten the playoffs the last couple of years, and Josh. And let's, let's not forget, Josh Allen had a heck of a game against the Kansas City Chiefs. And it certainly wasn't Josh Allen's fault for not beating Kansas City Chiefs because he did everything in his power to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. And Kansas City has gone out. They've added another receiver. They've added a third down back. They went out and got Vaughn 
Noah. Noah had some real mess. And Buffalo Bills have done a pretty good job the last couple of years of doing it, doing it very well for themselves in the draft. And I'm sure that Bill, Billy Bean and Sean McDermott will continue that success to keep building for the Buffalo Bills. But back to the matter at hand, you got Tyreek, Tyreek Hill. Now the question mark is, what about the Kansas City Chiefs? Well, the Kansas City Chiefs got a boatload of draft picks, and I'm sure they, I'm certainly sure they probably may very well use one of those picks to replace Tyreek Hill. But it's going to be hard to replace Tyreek Hill because now with Tyreek going, who do you got? Now right now, Travis Kelsey, still the best tight end in football. He, to me, becomes the number one weapon. After that, I know Kansas City, they did sign Juju Schmidt-Schuster, which I thought at the time was a, a nice little pickup if Tyreek Hill had to stay around. But now it thrusts Juju into the number one spot. And to me, Juju has not leveled to the building of a number one receiver when he was with Pittsburgh. Now, you can make the argument that maybe there's a difference between Big Ben throwing the football and Patrick Mahomes throwing the football. Now, if you want to make, you can kind of sort of maybe make that statement if you want to. But then again, you've also, there's a lot of uh, question marks. I mean, you got Hardeman, yeah, I get it. But there's a lot of question marks as far as that wide receiving core. Now, you had Tyreek. I love Ju- love me some Juju as number two, man. You had Kelsey to tight end. I can live, I can live with Hardeman as maybe a number three receiver, maybe at best. But now, the problem Kansas is you got to find a new number one. I like Juju as a number two guy, certainly without a doubt. But you don't have a number one guy, and there's not a number one guy left in the free agent market. I mean, I don't see you going out and signing Odell Beckham. I don't see that. I don't see that happening because Odell's going to be out pretty much most of this year because of the torn ACL that he he suffered in the Super Bowl. So the problem is, if you draft somebody. Who are you going to draft? Now, there's a lot of quality guys. There's a lot of those, the receivers are very good in this year's draft, and I'm sure maybe you can get one of them. But the biggest issue is with Kansas City is it becomes interesting because now here's the thing. I'm sure Patrick Mahomes, he's going to miss. He's going to miss Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. Is going to miss Tyreek Hill because now everybody's going to be everybody's going to probably probably double cover Travis Kelsey that much more. Now I'm not saying that Juju will not go to Kansas City and have a pretty decent year. I'm not saying that, but the biggest thing is with Kansas City, the running game has got to pick up. They drafted Clyde. This will be Clyde's third year. Clyde Edwards Hilarious will be his third year. He needs to step up and he needs to be. A thousand yard rusher running for eleven hundred yards or something like that. He needs to do that. The running game has got to be better. And they still need that number one receiver. Juju to me is a, a solid number two, but he's not number one. Now it comes a very interesting thing. Can Kansas City losing their, their grip? Not on the division, but on the AFC. Is it losing its grip? Because now you look at the conference. Look at their own, excuse me, their own division. Take a look at this. You got Sandy, yeah, excuse me, not San Diego, but the Los Angeles Chargers. Take a look at them. 
you got a Keenan Allen, you got a Mike Williams, you got a lot of young receivers. They signed Gerald Everett away from Seattle. Gerald's got a little bit, it does have some potential. You go look at the Raiders. Well, the Raiders went out and got Devontae Adams. They got Hunter Renfro. They got Waller. It's weapons. Take a look at Denver. Denver's got weapons from Cortland Sutton to Jerry Judy to Tim Patrick to K.J. Hamlin's coming back off of, off of being injured last year. Weapons. The funny thing about it is people in their own division has more weapons than they do. And that's kind of and that's kind of a hard thing to say, but it's the truth. Now defensively, defensively, it's gonna come down to me right now. It may very well come down to Denver or the Chargers. The Chargers have been well, as already been said, they re-signed Mike Williams. They got Kalen Mack. JC Jackson's a is a great pickup. JC's gonna have his hands full covering Devontae Adams. Well, he doesn't have a right time to kill no more. Especially in that division. Twice a year, but he still had like he'll have a cover Devontae twice. And he's got Denver receivers, which I think he can do a fairly good job against any Denver receivers. You know the funny thing is I never thought I would say this, but heck, <laughs> Kansas City could really be maybe maybe the third best team in their own division as of right now. I know that sounds hard to say. That sounds unbelievable coming words coming out of my mouth. But right now they could well be. Now it depends on what defense you think could be better, because I don't know, Kansas City's defense has had its moments, but I still sold on the Raiders defense. It's certainly a nice little a nice little upgrade. I mean, do you really believe I mean some people believe that yes, Kansas City certainly got the better in the deal, but if you get five draft picks in the next couple of years and knowing Kansas City well as I think I do they do draft very well they do know what they're doing and they know what they want I mean I wouldn't be surprised if at the end of the day you gotta look at it this way Travis Kelsey is going into what sixth or seventh season right now basically it's five players for the price of one if you really if you really believe it and can those five players stay on that ball club Long and Tyrell and Tyreek Hill. Now, I know he signed that was a five years and $120 million extension. By that time, he'll be what, 30, what, I guess two years old, 33 years old, give or take around there. Now, at the end of the day, unless, um, now, the thing is, it all depends on the improvement of one Tua. Tua's got to improve because if Tua can't improve, then it's gonna be a it's gonna be a wish washy deal for Miami. You got a good receiver, but the quarterback play is not that good. And that's what it's gonna boil down to. Can Tua step it up? Now I don't think now no, Tua's not Patrick Mahomes by any stretch of the imagination. He is not. But Tua's gotta be at least he's gotta be I can't the way I, he has to be half of what Patrick Mahomes is to make this deal look good. Pressure's on too well. We've heard all we've heard for the last year. They're gonna get Deshaun Watson. Well now Deshaun resides in Cleveland. Now to be honest with you, if Deshaun had came and then you somehow brought Tyreek Hill in, okay, 
then yeah then you can make comparison between Miami and Buffalo all day long but the bottom line is Buffalo to me still wins the division because I trust Josh Allen more than I trust Tua now unless Tua comes out there and proves everybody wrong now the running game in the running game they've added a couple of pieces but to me they've added a couple of pieces but the problem is they don't have that one running back that can carry the ball 20 25 times a game but again, that's not the system they're going to run. They're going to use, they're going to use several running backs, and they do have about they seem like they have about five or six running backs on their roster, or probably more. But that's the system they're going to run. But the problem is, you got two weapons in Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, so you can't. So to be honest with you, to me, if that's the case. It's crazy sounds you got to rely more on Tua's arm than you rely on that running game because it's kind of hard. I mean, what are you going to do? Run the ball 40 times a game and not get Tyreek Hill or Jalen Waddle any catches? Yeah, I don't see that happening. I'm thinking that the Miami's got that much confidence in Tua that they're going to let him throw the ball. I would be, unless you're going to have Tua throw the ball 35 to 40 times a game because, because for this to work, that's what he's going to have to do. He's going to have to throw the ball 35, 40 times a game. And Tyler's going to get about seven or eight catches per game. Jalen's going to have to get about maybe six or seven per game or something along those lines to make this look like a potent offense. Pressure's on, the pressure's on to him. Can he deliver? That's going to be the biggest the biggest question mark. Because you make this deal, you, get, you make this deal, this is what you're doing. You're putting it all on tour, and you really believe that you can get the job done, that he can maybe throw 35 to 40 times a game because if you got those two weapons, that's what you've got to do. Sure, you've got you've got a stable of running backs. I get it. I understand it. But none of them, but none of them really can run the ball 20 to 25 times a game. You don't have that Derrick Henry type of guy that can do that for you. Miami doesn't have that. And they do have guys that can catch pass out of the backfield from Evans to Gaskins. I get it and understand that. But to me, this is going to be a team that may very well surprise people and pass the ball more than you're going to run it. But they would have to because of Tyreek. This is Kansas City's perspective on this. It didn't seem that long ago where they traded up in the draft and got one Patrick Mahomes, and people thought it was the one of the worst things they ever did. Well, who knew? Who knew that um, Andy Reid knew what he was doing, right? Sure, Patrick said he he sat for a year, but when Patrick Williams got the chance to play, he was lights out. So to me, the next question mark is, and I'm sure it'll be very interesting to see, is who are they? Um, if if they're going to draft the receiver, will they be? Are they going to be enough to replace Tyreek Hill all by themselves? Well, they need two receivers to do that. That's going to be a funny and interesting situation. Like I said, there's not too many receivers left in that draft. Well, I shouldn't say left in draft, but left in free agency. I know that Jarvis Landry's out there, but Landry and Juju are kind of like the same type of player. I don't know how that would fit into the system. But there's some receivers in that this year's draft. And I'm sure one of them is going to have to wind up in Kansas City some way, shape, or form. 
like I said before, you know, Kansas City, they did knock it on the park with Patrick Mahomes. Who knows? They can knock it on the park again with with a uh, draft pick. And there's, like I said, there's certainly plenty of receivers out there in this year's draft. So you can kind of go back and forth. Who got the better of the deal? A lot of people will say, well, certainly Miami got the better of the deal because they got a guy like a weapon like Tyreek Hill. But again, I'll go back to this. It all depends on what they do with that offense. Well, Tua, to me, for the deal to work out, and I'll say it again, and I'll keep saying it, Tua's got to throw the ball 35 to 40 times a game to do that. Now, whether they do that or not, I don't know. I'm not, I don't know what they've got planned. To my, to my knowledge, if they're going to do anything like the San Francisco 49ers offense, it's more built around the running game. Well, you can't really build this team around the running game if you've got Hill and you got Waddle. You, you can't do that. It's got to be different. You're going to have to come out. You're going to have to come guns a-blazing. But we'll see. You can go back and forth. Again, once again, who got the better in this deal? Well, if you get basically getting five players for the price of one, you would say, well, Kansas City got the better in that deal because you got five players that are going to place maybe Tyreek Hill. Well, depends on how many players you plan on using at that position. But we'll see. But for right now, if you look at it, certainly I'll give Miami the edge in the deal. Long call, you have to give it to Kansas City. But for right now, Miami does get the edge. But I'm curious to see what Kansas City can do. Because right now, like I said before, Kansas City could well be the third best team in that in that in their own division. In a division that's certainly looking forward to this coming season and seeing what that division does for the NFL this year. Looking forward to it. But we'll see. Well, let's put it this way. It wasn't the only trade that was made. As of yesterday, the Atlanta Falcons finally, finally traded Matt Ryan to the Colts for a third-round pick. Now, let's be honest with you. Let's be honest. Oh, I tell you, uh, the Colts... To me, stole the deal. Stole it. Now, I get it. Matt Ryan is 37 years old. And the Colts are going through there with the fifth quarterback in their fifth, yeah, fifth straight year. Now, to be honest with you, Matt Ryan's, I know a lot, a lot of people say Matt Ryan's numbers were down and whatever the case may be. But let's think for about a minute. Who did Matt Ryan have the ball to throw to? Julio Jones is not there anymore. You didn't have Calvin Billy for most of last season. Okay, now Russell Cage played well last year. He did have Kyle Pitts. Now, Russell Cage is now with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And Kyle, Kyle's an exceptional player. But now Kyle Pitts is out without Matt Ryan. And I'm interested to see how Kyle Pitts adjusted to the new offense and the new, and the new quarterback. And we'll talk about the new quarterback that they acquired, or I should say signs a free agent. But now, the question mark is this. A lot of people say, well, is, my, is Matt Ryan an upgrade over Carson Wentz? Yes, he is an upgrade. 
Matt's numbers were down last year because Matt didn't have basically put in, he didn't have any weapons. Now, like I said, Pitts is the most consistent weapon. Russell Cage played very well from last year. And of course, Cordell Patterson. Cordell Patterson had a good year. Cordell re-signed with Atlanta, which was probably a smart thing for Cordell to do because it seems like they knew how to use his talents. I know the Colts, the Colts faithful. They're probably shaking their head. I'm sure the fans, the team, the team itself has got to say, we got another quarterback to deal with. Now, Andrew Luck, you could say he retired in his prime. And Andrew Luck was a good was a good, good player for the Colts. He was a nice little gap between Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck. That was a great gap. But now it's funny as it sounds, now they're having a hard time replacing Andrew Luck. You had Jacoby Brissett. You had Phillip Rivers. You had Carson Wentz. Now we've got a Matt Ryan. Now, I know some people might say I'm crazy when I say this, but to be honest with you, Matt Ryan, even at 37 years old, to me, is better than Jacoby Brissett. To me, he's better than Phillip Rivers when Phillip Rivers on his last year and he's a better quarterback than Carson Wentz. So to me, in a way, maybe they get it right, but how much can you get out of Matt Ryan? Here's the thing is, you've got a better offensive line. You've got a good running back in Jonathan Taylor. My biggest problem is I'm not completely sold on the weapons that Matt will have around him. I like Pittman, but after that, I'm not really sold on anybody else. And for me, that is the biggest problem, as I'm not sold. The defense plays solid ball. But my thing with Colts is, can you get more weapons for Matt Ryan? Now, I don't know the direction they go ahead into the draft. They may, maybe they'll get, maybe they'll try to get one of those receivers, and that would be an upgrade if they can get one of those receivers. I know you say, well, they've got Paris Campbell from Ohio State, but Paris has been hurt and he hasn't been able to produce. Hilton, I don't know. I don't know the contract situation with T.Y. Hilton, but Hilton is not what he once was. Especially when Andrew Luck was there, Hilton was a beast, no doubt about it. I know it was the tight end. They got uh, Cox, Mo Allen Cox. Everybody have to remember Mo Allen Cox was actually a basketball player, and the Colts took a, a basketball player from BCU. In my own backyard, if you will. And they took a chance on him because of his athleticism. The problem is, and that's that's the biggest problem now with you. Where is you know the problem? The weapons. Matt has to have weapons. Now I think I mean the Matt Ryan and Pittman, I think in due time will be a nice one two punch. I think it'll be better than him and Wentz. Because Matt, yeah, because Matt's a better passer. Matt will find a way to utilize Pittman. Trust me, he will. But the problem is, again, once again, we're going back to the same situation. Where are the weapons for Matt Ryan? I got no problem. It's a nice, it's a nice pickup. You give up a third round pick for him. Now, granted, you got burned last year off of Carson Wentz, and now you got to pay for it. But Matt Ryan, giving up a third round paper, Matt Ryan looks a lot better than what you gave up to try to get Carson Wentz. I'm sure, you know, I'm the 
one I've heard is the Nature Ecstatic. We got Matt Ryan in there. But I think Darius Leonard, I believe it was Darius Leonard that said it's the fifth quarterback in five years. And that's a problem for any franchise. I don't care who you are. It's not a good it's not a good situation to have five quarterbacks in five years. Hopefully hopefully the Colts have got it right this time. Matt still has something left in him. I think I think he can show the Colts fans. They made the right decision this time around. Now, the biggest problem is Matt Ryan is again, he's thirty seven years old. And you have to wonder how much longer does Matt Ryan have in this league. If Matt stays healthy and he wants to play football, Matt could have Matt could have probably another three years left in him. But I sure doubt in the Colts' mind, they gotta be thinking, okay, we need a quarterback for the future. At one time they thought Jacob Eason Eason was the answer, but now he's in Seattle. Who can step up? But again, who's gonna step up and be that weapon that Matt Ryan needs other than Michael Pittman. Somebody's got to step up. Now, we talk about this. Let's talk about free agency. Here's a name to throw out there. I know I've been throwing this name out a lot. What about Jarvis Landry? Now, there could be an interest. Now, that would be the perfect fit for Matt Ryan. Can you imagine him throwing to Pittman and Jarvis Landry? They might, they might not like the world on fire. They might not tickle your fancy. But if you got Jarvis Landry with the Colts, I guarantee you Matt Ryan and Landry would hit it off in the snap of a finger. You put him with Pittman. Now, I don't think now I don't see Rob Gronkowski rolling into the Indianapolis and playing with Matt Ryan. I really don't see that. I wouldn't be surprised if Gronk ends up re-signing with Tampa Bay because everybody seems to want to go to Tampa Bay and play with Tom Brady, right? Who doesn't? Man's got seven Super Bowl rings. It's yeah, you got a better chance of maybe getting getting another ring. If you got Tom Brady as your quarterback. But the point is, if Chris Ballard and Jim Mercer is listening to me, go get Landry. If you want to compete, here's my thing is if you want to compete, now if you want to compete for at least let's talk about the division. Because you t- because Tennessee's already gone out and got traded for Robert Woods, if he's yeah if he's healthy from his injury, it's a nice pickup. Hooper's a good pick is, is a good pickup for the tight end spot. They're making some they're making some changes they're making some adjustments to that team. Well, the thing about it is you need to do something. Yeah, you got you went out you got your got your quarterback, but you need to add another weapon. A guy like Jarvis Landry would do wonders would do wonders for you. Make no mistake about it. He'd be great for you. But again, Matt Ryan, the Colts, I like the pickup. Cost you only a third round pick. It didn't cost you. It didn't cost you three first rounders or nothing like that. Far from it. It's going to cost you a third round pick. But Matt Ryan is certainly worth a third round pick. At 37 years old, might you had a down, down year, but you had no weapons around him. If the Colts gave him some weapons, right situation, Matt, yeah, Matt could certainly help help the Colts win that division. Now, I don't know if I'd go as far as to say how much they need in the playoffs, but they have a chance to at least win the division. But for the Colts fans, hopefully Matt Ryan is the answer or is the, is the missing piece of the puzzle. Because again, five years, five quarterback, 
at least hopefully, hopefully Matt plays well this year. Matt can come back next year. I mean, Matt, he's, as long as he's healthy, as long as he enjoys playing game of football, you can get a, you can get another two, three years out of Matt Ryan. And then maybe, who knows, I don't know if the Colts are thinking that far ahead of the box. They need a quarterback for the future. I don't know. I'm sure in the back of Chris Ballard's mind and Frank Reich's mind, I'm sure that's a thought process in your head. But I'm sure right now, as far as their, their draft pick comes, they got to look at build more around Matt Ryan. We'll see if they do that or not. Let's, let's can they get Matt Ryan some more pieces? Hopefully the Colts fans have got the piece for the quarterback puzzle already solved. Quarterback seems to be the uh, theme of the day. And then I think I think last <laughs> last uh, episode that was that was pretty much the theme. Now the Falcons have replaced Matt Ryan with one Marcus Mariota. Who is now becoming a Atlanta? Who is now Atlanta Falcon? Now he has signed a two-year deal. Now, I know Marcus is not going to be the quarterback of the future. I know that Atlanta has been looking at the quarterbacks from Pickett to Willis, Correll. That they, they have been. I, I'm assuming they've been to all three of their pro days and looking at a quarterback for the future. Now, they did get an extra. They did get some extra draft picks. But we'll see. You know, we'll we'll see. We'll see where it goes. I mean, there's there's talk of they might use a first round draft pick on a quarterback for the future. Now, with Marcus, it's been it's it's been a it's been a few years since Marcus has been a starting quarterback in this league. Now, Marcus did Marcus when he did have to step in and play for Derek Carr, which is not often. Derek is a pretty durable guy, but when Marcus had to step in. And play quarterback for the for the Raiders. He did he did a fairly good job, which I'm sure that got him some look from teams. And Marcus was a hot was a hot thing coming out of um, the University of Oregon. People thought he was the he was going to be one of those uh, top notch quarterbacks for many years to come. And it kind of fizzled out, and that's why the way I got Ryan Tannehill. But Marcus, this is a situation now. Marcus goes into a situation where he knows the offensive system. Now, granted, Marcus is going to have issues because now, granted, Cordell Patterson has returned, Kyle Pitts is back. Marcus is going to have issues just like Matt Ryan. Whereas weapons, Marcus is going to need some weapons now. I'm sure Marcus, I'm sure the offense is going to look different because Marcus can run. A lot of R, yeah, goes to call it RPOs, because a lot of those with, with Patterson in the backfield. I'm sure Marcus, Marcus will bootleg. He'll take off and run a little bit more. So the offense is going to be, is, is going to be different. Atlanta, they've got some offensive line help they need, they need working on. But to me, Patterson cannot take a take the pounding twenty yeah twenty times a game. I wouldn't be surprised if Atlanta looks at a quarter at running back also in this year's draft. They need some receiving help. You certainly got you certainly got a tight end spot locked up for several years, more years to come than Kyle Pence. And the defense, the thing is, and I know, like I said, you don't you, you don't want to you don't want to hear the word rebuild. No 
their fan base wants to hurt, hear that word rebuild. But that's where Atlanta's in. They're in, re, in a rebuilding mode. Marcus Mariota is just there to keep the seat warm until they draft a quarterback, whoever, whether, whether it's the three guys I've mentioned before already. Unless they get one of those guys, and that's the guy that they go build for towards the future. With that being said, if that's the case, you better get the guy, your future quarterback, some help. Like I said, Marcus, Marcus knows these outside. Marcus is smart enough guy to know that um that he is just a stopgap to the next guy. Whoever they decide to draft. Now Marcus, I'm sure Marcus will do the very best he can take advantage of the situation. He's going to be a starting quarterback once again in this league. We'll see. We'll we'll see if, if the last several years being a backup has helped Marcus Mariota's game. Now, I'm sure, if he struggles, people are going to, uh, people the Atlanta Atlanta fan base are going to be upset, ticked off, and everything else. But you got to realize, Marcus is in the same boat as Matt Ryan. There's not many weapons to really speak of, and I don't care how good of a quarterback you really are. That's hard. That's hard to come overcome. You know, we'll find out because now Aaron Rodgers is going to be in a situation where he, yeah, I get it. He's Aaron Rodgers. He's won four MVPs, but he doesn't have a lot of weapons to deal with. And now Mariota. Now, I'm not putting Mario in the same category as Aaron Rodgers. Far from it. But we'll see the last, we'll see if sitting all this time has made Mario, Mark, Marcus Mario a better player or not. We'll see. But again, my advice to Atlanta fans is there's going to be a lot of, going to be a lot of bumps in that road until Atlanta eventually gets it right. Like I said, Marcus knows his system. So Marcus comes in knowing the system, will be comfortable in that system. And I say Atlanta won't surprise some teams this year. I think they may surprise a few teams. But for right now, I'm sure Tampa Bay is the odds-on favorite to win that, win that division. You got the Panthers, and the Panthers, they've missed out on the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes. Then again, you've got the Saints. To me, right now, Atlanta's going to be the is going to finish dead last in that division, unfortunately. But for Atlanta fans, it's going to be a long. It's certainly going to be a long year. Not saying they won't. I think they could surprise a few people, but it's going to be a long year for them. So my advice to Atlanta fans: strap in. Buckle up, because it's going to be a bumpy ride. Maybe not for this year, maybe for the next few years. Then again, I've seen I've seen where things where a team, one team can win four or five games one year, and then turn around going to going be in the Super Bowl the next year. I've seen crazier things happen in the NFL, but I think for Atlanta, I don't really see that happening. It's going to be it's going to be a few years before they get it before they get back to. Respectability 
till they get back to the point where they can be a contender once again. Now, I read now Jameis Winston has re-signed with the New with the New Orleans Saints. Now, to me, that was not a a bigger surprise to me. That wasn't. Um, to be honest with you, I think the uh, the Saints they knew the quarterback market was dry, drying up. Now I know that Baker Mayfield is is could be traded. There's a rumor that he could be released outright. I know there's what Jimmy Garoppolo is still out there as well. But for the Saints, basically put, they went with a person they're very familiar with. Now, to be honest with you, Jameis did not play that bad. Did not He played pretty well last year, I thought. Uh, again, the thing about Jameis, Jameis didn't have the big, didn't have the weapons. Now, granted, granted, when he was in that, granted, when he was in Tampa Bay, he had Mike Evans that he could rely on. Chris Godwin, he could rely on a little bit. So, I mean, J- Jameis had lead staff. But Jameis don't have that in New Orleans. Now, again, granted, okay, you might have maybe, was it Marcus Callaway who had some moments last year? Could be a little something to work with. Now, nobody knows Michael Thomas, if he's healthy, which Michael Thomas will show up, but will be the Michael Thomas that we saw three years ago that was, that was maybe the best receiver in, in football. I don't know if Michael Thomas would, would get back to where he caught like 100 and uh, about a billion passes that year. I don't think you'll ever see that Michael Thomas again. But Jameis, for what he had to deal with last year, he didn't play that badly. And I think he, he threw, what, two or I think three interceptions. I think he had, what, 14 touchdowns, three interceptions. Now, that might not seem a lot, but for Jameis Winston, that was a lot. Because we all remember he threw 30 touchdown passes in one year, but he also threw 30 interceptions. So you can throw, throw from 30 interceptions in one year, and a couple of years later, only throwing three interceptions, yeah. That's that's saying something. Then again, that's probably saying something about Sean Payton and the work that he can do with quarterbacks. Now, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. As far as I know, Dennis Allen's going to run the same system that Sean Payton ran. At least I'm, I'm thinking that way. Now, again, you got to remember, Winston's coming off of an injury as well. So I believe they've re-signed. I believe Trevor Simeon is still there. And you got Ian Brock, who's from Notre Dame. So my guess is if Winston's not ready to go by, let's say, opening day, then I'm assuming that I'm going to assume that Simeon's going to start. And yes, there's been rumors that they may very well look for a quarterback in, in this year's draft as well. And I can I can certainly see that. And all the thing is they've got to again, they need to get they need to get some receiving help. That's something else they've got to work on as well. Now the offensive line, the offensive line, they've lost a couple of guys in the offensive line. They could probably use, but the one thing about the Saints is they find a way to go out there and get more offensive linemen. They seem to have a a, a knack for that, just like the Green Bay Packers do. They seem to have a knack for going out and drafting that right offensive lineman. 
But to me, I mean, the, def the defense is not that bad of the Saints. But the problem is, the Saints' offense has been the issue. It's kind of like the Miami Dolphins of the, of the NFC, if that makes a lot of sense to a lot of people. The quarterback situation, if Winston's healthy and ready to go, yeah. Now, the offense line is, is better than what Miami's had in the past, but it's going to be hurting this year. Now, the one thing they do have is one Alvin Kamara. They do have they do have him. Miami does not have a guy like that. But I will yeah, but I will take Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle over what they've got. By the end of the day, Nolan's kind of stand stand pat. They said, Well, we'll just go ahead and re-sign the guy that we're familiar with, and that's one James Winston. Quarterback room, pretty much similar to what it's gonna be this past this year. Now Winston has moments. Heck, even Trevor Simeon had a decent game, a couple decent games for the Saints. The Saints are a fighting team. Now, granted, it doesn't matter the Saints, the Panthers, or the Falcons. You're all going to be looking up once again at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because I don't see anybody knocking off the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, granted, the Saints did do it last year. And the one thing about the Saints... They seem to be the one team in the NFC that seems to have a Tom Brady's number. They play well against them. The, de the defense has been a big key for the Saints and will have to be a big key again this year. But the problem is it all depends if Jameis Winston can get healthy. It all depends if he can be, if he can continue to improve, and certainly can he get weapons around the man. But again, I mean... I'm not shocked that I'm not shocked that he Ricky came back to the team. I thought he would come back anyway. I don't know if I've really seen Baker. I mean, I thought Baker in New Orleans that'd be an interesting fit. Could be an interesting fit, but then again, Baker in New Orleans might have been a little bit. I'm not gonna say it's a disaster waiting to happen, but maybe it would have been. Jimmy Garoppolo, Jimmy Jimmy G and Jimmy G in New Orleans. I could have seen that too, but instead New Orleans went out and got, brought back one James Winston. We'll see if Winston's improvement continues. We'll see. But again, like I said before, got to get the man some weapons. Got to get him something. Again, everybody's going to be looking up in that division at one time, big Buccaneers. But Winston... I want to see Winston continue to evolve, continue to improve his game. We'll see. Again, I'll go back to this. No one probably did the right thing and re-signed Jameis Winston. Now, speaking of Baker Mayfield, it seems like Baker goes from being the starting quarterback to wanting to get traded out of town to now we get to Sean Watson. Now we're going back to being, I got to be traded back out of town. Now, Baker's opportunities, I guess, to be traded some teams are kind of, it's kind of running a little low. Now, one time they mentioned him to the Colts, and I think Baker wanted to go to the Colts, but instead they went out and got Matt Ryan. Now, New Orleans was a possibility, but they said they'd re-sign Jameis Winston. Now the one team that is the one team that wanted him 
is one in the Seattle Seahawks. Now, the Grand Seattle's got, I think it's, right now they've got two quarterbacks. I thought they had Geno Smith still on the contract, but to my understanding, Geno is not on the contract as of, I found that as of today, he's not on the contract. So right now you've got Drew Locke. As we're, we're going to assume that he's going to be the starting quarterback as of right as of as of right now, and Jacob Easton is the other guy. There's only two quarterbacks they've got in. Now, my thing is this. My thing is this. Now, my guess is Seattle or any other team that's got interest in Baker Mayfield. The bottom line is now, and the Cleveland Guard come out and said they they may they may very well cut Baker Mayfield. If that is the ver if that is the case, I think there's going to be some teams that there's some teams out there that are going to say, okay, Cleveland, we're going to cut them, go do it, go do it now, and then we'll go talk to Baker. And I think that's I think that's kind of the we're playing chicken here because I don't think I don't think anybody I, right now I don't think anybody wants to really trade for Baker Mayfield. I think people are going to see Cleveland cut him, and then try to talk to him. Now, I'm sure if they caught him, I'm sure Seattle's still still somehow in the equation. I know that Pete Carroll, John Schneider, they have been, been coy, coy about it. One minute they might be interested, next minute they're not interested. Now, I don't know if I can see Drew Locke as my starting quarterback, but to me that's where it's going to go. Now, I, I, I don't see Baker over Drew quarterbacking, but we'll see. I know there's even, uh, to me, I thought maybe the Carolina Panthers would be a team that'd be interested in, because right now you got Sam Donald, and that's if you bring back Cam Newton, which we don't know about that yet. Yeah, so, it, it, and I'm sure they are also looking at quarterbacks in this year's draft. But do you bring Baker Mayfield in? Because Baker, to me, would be an upgrade over Sam Donald, and probably upgrade over Cam Newton. Do you try? Do you, you want to bring him in? The one team that's really kind of caught me off guard sort of was the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Pittsburgh Steelers says if they cut them, they would jump on them. You just signed Mitchell Trubisky to a two year deal. So let's say if you let's say you bring Baker, let's say for the sake of argument you bring Baker Mayfield in. Here's the funny thing about that. Who's really starting quarterback? Because it'll come down to either Baker, Mitchell Trubisky. Because you know if that's the case, Dwayne Haskins will be cut. And you want to still have Mason Rudolph around. Well, Mason Rudolph will go from being a backup quarterback to probably a third string quarterback. But you bring Baker in, Baker, Mitchell, Baker, Mitchell. I don't know if I want to see Pittsburgh, I don't see Pittsburgh signing or bringing him in because to me, Mitchell is going to be the starting quarterback, Rudolph's going to be the number two guy. I don't see, I just don't see Baker, I just don't see Baker in Pittsburgh, I really don't see, I just don't think it's a good fit. But I've seen stranger things happen. He started calling the league, I know one time was Washington, well, Washington settled on Carson Wentz. Philadelphia, well, it's to me, in Philadelphia, Jalen Hurts are bust. Now, the New York Giants, now, <sighs> I know the strange thing I would say is New York Giants. Daniel Jones on last year's contract. Unless Daniel Jones plays like plays like Josh Allen, 
which I don't think he's going to. I don't see Daniels going to be gone. And they got Taylor on Taylor, but Taylor's pretty much there to back him up. Now, I know this sounds stupid. I know it's going to sound crazy, but can, but can Baker in New York be something to think about? I'm just throwing out there. No Dallas, no Green Bay. I don't see him in Detroit because you got I know I know Jared Jared Goff is there, but I don't see Jared Goff. Yeah, I just don't see I don't see Jared Goff being Detroit's quarterback. He might be Detroit for maybe another a couple of years, maybe. Maybe at best, maybe another two years, maybe. But I don't know if I see Baker there. I don't see Baker in Minnesota was talk about maybe a Kirk Cousins Baker Mayfield swap, but I don't think that's gonna happen now. Chicago's not going to happen. All their eggs in Justin Fields' basket. No to Tampa Bay. Even though even though it would be an, it, it'd be an interesting fit, Baker and Tampa Bay. But then again, Baker would have to back up Tom Brady. Now, Brady, you got to remember, Brady's, Brady's 45 years old. You have to wonder how much longer can Tom Brady go. But could Baker, I mean, I don't know, could Baker go to Tampa Bay and be a backup? Tom Brady, I don't know. I've seen weirder things. I'm not going to say the Saints now. The Panthers would have been an interesting theory. The Atlanta Falcons could have been interesting. The Atlanta Falcons could be interesting, but I guess they got the heart set on one Marcus Mariota. Won't be the 49ers. We know that. The Cardinals have got Kyle Murray. And Strafford just re-signed, uh, re-signed an extension with the Rams. But again, the Panthers will be an interesting fit for him. If he stays, if he stayed in the AFC, no Patriot, no Bill. I don't think the Dolphins would be the case. The Browns did goodbye to him. I don't see him with the Ravens. He's not going to be. He's not going to be with the Bengals. Even though I tell you what, you know, even though I would not have Baker backing up Joe Burrow. I, yeah, I like that idea, but I don't see that happening. Tennessee. Now, Tennessee becomes an interesting fit. Now, what if Ryan Tannehill busts this year or he struggles? If he struggles, hey, you got Baker Mayfield sitting on the bench. I don't see Baker backing up the Colts. He's not going, he's not going to uh, Jacksonville. I don't see him. The one possibility, what about the Houston Texans? I know David Mills is the quarterback of the future. Then again, maybe I don't see Baker going to the Texans. I don't see him going to any team in the AFC West. But for Baker, it's for Baker to me, Seattle's not the best fit that he could it could be right now. See Gideon. The only crazy old possibility I could see, maybe the Tennessee Titans, maybe they maybe they bring him in, sign him, put some pressure on Ryan Tannehill. But for right now, if Baker's going anywhere, Seattle's gonna be the best fit. I know people are saying Pittsburgh, but I don't see Pittsburgh being being the destination for Baker Mayfield. To me, I think right now it's Seattle or bust. Since we got about a couple more minutes, I guess we'll stay on the quarterback situation. We are talking about Baker Mayfield. What about the other one, Jimmy Garoppolo? Jimmy, I think at one time went from being what a guy that people were thinking about getting to now. What's everybody going to do with Jimmy Garoppolo? Like I said, all these teams are filling with quarterbacks, and now Jimmy becomes a um, an afterthought. 
I mean, where does Jim Garoppolo go? Well, again, let's go back to let's go back to the Seattle Seahawks. The only problem is Jimmy would stay in the division and he would get traded. Again, the best five for Jimmy and Hay Baker are again are going to be the Seattle Seahawks. Now, if you look around the league, I'm sure Jimmy. It'll be interesting. I mean, with the 49ers, right now the best bet might be, and this is going to sound weird, but maybe you keep Jimmy Garoppolo. I've, I've heard worse things. Now, granted, you got your heart say on Trey Lance, but let me ask you this question. Who's going to back up Trey Lance? If Trey Lance doesn't pan out, who are you going to go get? I'm sure you'll do everything in your ability to let it's going to be Trey's ball or else. What about Jimmy Garoppolo? Now, what about you keep Jimmy and let Jimmy and Trey Lance push each other one more time? Now, Jimmy has got his ups and he's certainly got his downs, without a doubt. But to be honest with you, other than the main Seattle Seahawks, I don't know where Jimmy would wind up at. Some people thought Jimmy could wind up in Pittsburgh as well. Well, again, that didn't. Ha yeah, that didn't really. I don't see that panning out right now. Mitchell Trubisky is a quarterback. Is their quarterback now? Whether I believe Mitchell can get the job done for Pittsburgh, that remains to be seen. But I think Jimmy Garoppolo, his options are, are certainly are certainly running are running out as to where he could he could go. Either maybe staying in San Francisco or going to Seattle. I don't know where else Jimmy could go. I don't know. And with Jimmy's shoulder shoulder problem, the shoulder surgery he had here in the offseason, it could hamper, it could um hurt his chances of getting traded. Now, the question mark now becomes is who gets who's gonna go first? Will it be Baker or will it be Jimmy? I don't know. But for both gentlemen, <laughs> Seattle's about the only place that they would fit right now. But for Jimmy G, it's either that or Jimmy. Maybe you stay with the 49ers. Maybe, again, we go back to this quarterback controversy to Jimmy Garoppolo, Trey Lance. And I hate to say it, that might be his best option. Now, I'm not saying that Jimmy can go out there and be a backup quarterback. I mean, he can be a backup quarterback for a lot of teams in his league. Without a doubt. Like I, I would not have Jimmy G. I, I think Jimmy G in Cincinnati to back up Burrow. I take that in a heartbeat. Really do. It'll be interesting to see where Jimmy where Jimmy G does wind wind up. With all these quarterbacks, you know, switching around free agents, trades. It's like Jimmy's stock has gone way, way down. And now, maybe Jimmy's best bet is to stay with the 49ers. I know the 49ers are everything they can to accommodate Jimmy and get him, up, get him up out of San Francisco. But this is a situation where there's not much options left out there for Jimmy. Jimmy, my guess is going to have to stay. My guess is Jimmy may spoil very well staying in San Francisco. That might be. His best option. But that's all the time for this episode, ladies and gentlemen, this week. Uh, 
I will certainly see, uh, hope you take care of yourselves and I will hope that I will see you again and talk to you soon.